This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEM Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Hello and welcome to the Friday Form Panel. Fashionably late from Tascor Park, Menangle. Um, technology, what a wonderful thing. It was working beautifully. The timeline here in New South Wales, Harness HQ, and then all of a sudden when we had to go on air, kaput, all gone. But that's okay. We'll get through one race, get from a break. Go for a break, and Tim O'Connor is working feverishly. The man we call Top trying to get us going back on the tie line, but we might get through the first race on the card from Tadcourt Park, Melton. We're going to have a look at Melton, hopefully speak with Moose Eyebottom, and go to those two big Inter-Dominion finals on Saturday night right here at Tadcourt Park, Menanga. But we'll start with race one. Skeeter, I can see through the window how things. This this is kind of strange, Bond, but we're making the best out of a, a tricky situation. Technology, it's uh, it's great when it works, but um, nothing will stop us. We will get through the, the eight races at Melton and also touch on those inter-dominion heats. So uh, let's get cracking. All right, so familiar theme here. Melton, very, very hard. Convergent, divergent form lines, uh, difficult maps. And race one is a good example of this. Uh, not a lot of gate speed off the front row or not a lot of obvious gate speed. Horses that use it too often, and I thought there were probably four or five winning chances. Give us your thoughts on the first at Tabcourt Park, Melton, tomorrow night. Yeah, look, it does look an even race um, on paper, doesn't it, Bon? I've gone with Judy Bound on top, who copped a flat tyre last time out in a a stronger race, was back, and it was a spring home on that occasion, so wouldn't have helped his chances there. Gets the draw to hold a forward position here. Um, It's Probably sometimes he looks like he's had his chance and you just sort of question his will to win a little bit, but I think he should get every opportunity this week. So he goes on top ahead of Stand By Me, who's been racing really well in slightly easier grade, but does leave the gate well and might even be able to get across at the start. Rosarito Miss has been racing really consistently. I really liked how she hit the line last time out and she's going better than her figure form reads. So I think she'll probably come with one run. So... Um, she will need a little bit of speed on, but she's been going well. And Wyatt Flynn draws to get a soft trip. Tox Horse, who um, I believe Tox just given us a thumbs up, so he's worked his magic, and uh, hopefully we'll be back on that tie line after the first break. But uh, Wyatt Flynn goes in for fourth. One, two, ten, and eight. We will take a break in a moment and see if we can get this technology tied up. I'm going one, ten, two, and eight. So exactly the same numbers in different order. Judy Bound on top for me as well. I don't know whether it'll lead, it'll be leader or behind leader, maybe behind leader. I thought maybe Stand By Me gets across at the start, but it's had exposure at this level, which I think is really important for these Metropolitan maidens. You've got to have a couple of cracks generally before you win one. Uh, pole marking draw obviously helps. Doesn't have a lot of gate speed, but as I mentioned, pole marking draw, slow front line, plays in his favour in Grant Campbell. It won't be his biggest win of the night if he gets the job done here, hopefully, because he'll be driving the penny drop in the Inter-Dominion trotting final up at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, where we're broadcasting from today. Rosarito Miss 
Yeah, if it goes the other way and there is some genuine speed on, which can happen on slow front lines because everyone gives themselves a chance. Charge of the Light Brigade, sub-28 second first quarter, then she can win. I think she's going a lot better than her figure form line would suggest. Stand by me in for third. Hasn't had the exposure at this level. That's the problem. Might need a couple of cracks at it, but if it does lead and gets a peach of a time in front, it can definitely win. And I've got White Flynn in for fourth. Tim O'Connor's favourite horse, White Flynn, just absolutely loves it. And he's, um, and he's worked his magic hopefully to get us back on here, so I've got it in for fourth. And Paul Rouse, he'll be up here as well tomorrow night. I think we'll be having a quiet froth with him. He's a trainer of a small town who I thought was pretty good first up from a break as the other winning hope. My numbers in race one, one, ten, two, and eight. Time for some messages from our sponsors, and hopefully when we come back, we'll be a little bit clearer on SEN Crack. You're listening to the Friday Form Panel. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Who came in first there? Was that Jason? Yeah, it was Jason. Jason? Sorry? I just said I... No, I actually don't know it. I know the song, but I, I don't know the name of it. You no. don't, do you know it, Skip? No, I pass. What is it? It's uh, Hard to Handle by the Black Crows. Oh, that's right. Um, you, you're, you're an asshole, Geordie, by the way. Um, he loves a song without... He's got, he's got a very very eclectic uh, no, music that, taste. That is in the chorus. Is, hang on, let me play it back for you. Here you go. See, it's right there yeah. in the chorus. Mama, I'm sure I'll to handle now. Race two at Tabcor Park, Melton. Tomorrow night. It won't be the feature event, uh, the feature meeting. Of course, that's up here at Tabcor Park, Menangle. Powder keg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deserves to rate on top. I, I wrote in the form comment, he realised he wasn't in Kansas anymore, sitting parked outside Tornado Valley in 158 and change last start, but overall race, fitness, class. Um, you'd think he'd have the edge. The question mark is where he's always ready at after one run back from a break. Well, that is that is probably the, the biggest question of the race. That's I why I asked because, <laughs> because, he look, he, he was a bit disappointing first up, wasn't he always ready? So... Um, it does look a race in two, probably, but uh, I've gone the way of Powder Keg, who, as you mentioned, really put together um, some some good runs lately and had to sit parked in tough conditions last time out. So, question for me is, I'm not sure where he maps. He's not usually mm. fired off the arms. I think Lisa will give him time to balance up and then potentially sort of press forward from there. I think his best chance is to keep in front of Always Ready. So, I think she will go forward. But it's just the, the probably question mark for me is, how much work he has to do to get there. So I've got him on top, um, ahead of Always Ready, who could absolutely win the race. Uh, showed his good gate speed last time. We got a little bit tired, but this is the easiest field he's tackled for a while. So massive respect for him. Uh, he is a Group 1 winner. Travel Bug has um, had a, a couple of pretty quiet trials in the lead-up to his return. Had a good campaign last time in. May need this run, but uh, he shouldn't be too far away. The draw hurts his chances. And I've thrown in Hatchback, who can be a bit of a tricky horse to catch. He's prone to the odd below-par run. However, from the draw, I think he won't be too far away either. 5-9-7-2. Just before I get stuck into my analysis, what's your what's your uh, pronunciation of the pole marker? Um, I got it wrong, and Dan Malecki. <laughs> Everyone's done it differently, though. Kukulain? Cu- uh, Kukulain, I think it is. Oh, I'm going to go with that. No. Kukulain? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's Kukulain. Kukulain? Kukulain, uh, I'm going to try and skip over that. It's my third pick. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know that Powder Keg will actually stay in front of Always Ready. Hatchback's likely to come in. 
Kuka Lane doesn't have very much gate speed at all. Uh, went through a lot of replays to try and find it. Hasn't had a lot of goes at the mobile um, and hasn't had an opportunity to real, really show what he's got. But um, I, I think you get crossed by hatchback. Always ready can follow through. There's a little chance always ready just presses on and finds a top here and will be very hard to beat. But Powder Keg with the race fitness... Um, He's now really made it to that free-for-all level. This is only a 75 to 100 race, but he, he deserves to ride on top here ahead of Always Ready. And really, I think that'll probably cover you in your early quaddies. I agree with you. I've got Kukulain actually in for third. Beat a lot of muscle at his first run on Australian soil. And a lot of muscle's a live winning chance in the Inter-Dominion trotting final here at Tabcourt Park, Manangle tomorrow night. And I've got Travel Bug in for fourth. Had one of those trot Down under Barkers, and there was a couple of paces, Yorkshire, I think, wasn't there? And... Last half was pretty quick, and he didn't lose much ground. So, um, and who knows? They might even have a little crack at the start, and if they do, maybe the front's there. It's, it, it's a very tricky race. I've gone 5, 9, 1, and 7 in the Doug Hayes Transport Trot. Now we go to one of the features features of the night, the Villawood Properties Mouldy Miss Trotters Free for All at Group 3 level. Be a hell of a race if I'm ready to jet, wasn't there? It would be some um, some nice mares and, uh, yeah, she just looks a, a class horse. We know how good she is on Ready Jet, so she is clear. She'd be favourite for the Inter-Dominion here tomorrow night. She would be, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, she's a clear top pick um, that comes off that dominant Breeders' Crown performance where she just blitzed her ri- rivals. So, um, she does everything right. You think she should be winning here. Adele was a really nice winner for Kez first up. She's got a fair opinion of the horse. We spoke to her on Trot's Vision afterwards. Um, I don't think she's foolproof yet, but she's she's got got a motor she said she works like a good horse at home so only the seven seven uh, runners in the race but she was my second pick and uh she was 14 and 380 i think the, the place so um yeah i've got her in for second ahead of hopeful hopeful beauty who did work in that uh race at adele one and i thought she was a really good effort last time out so i don't think there's stats between those two um i'm not sure if she can cross nor key early who is a reasonably quick beginner so small field i think she can um can place and manara maro was a Pass mark first up, but has that run under her belt, and we know she's a, a good mare at her best. So I don't think um, she'll be too far back in the small field. But clear on top selection, I'm ready. Jet five, four, two, six. Five, four, two, and six. Uh, my numbers. We're going all the way through to the hard out here, aren't we, uh, Geordie? After those little hiccups early on. Yes, all the way through. All right. Five, four, two, and six for me as well. I'm ready. Jet, as mentioned, yeah, she, she'd be favourite for the Inter Dominion Trotting Final here tomorrow night. Pound for pound, there's an argument to say she's the best. Or, or there's no better trotter in Australia than I'm ready, Jet. She was a dominant winner last start. Uh, she balances up early here, probably gets her way to the front one way or t'other, and uh, will win the race as long as she does everything right, which she should. I am Adele. Hi, I'm Adele in for second. I, I actually thought she was a big winning chance, second up from a break. We knew she was a good horse. I couldn't believe the price that we got, but I know, look, I know she can do things wrong. But it was a pretty dominant win, just pulled three wide. It sort of just moved into the race under her own steam and beat Hopeful Beauty. Having said that, weirdly, I was impressed with the run of Hopeful Beauty. Yeah. It was actually, it made me think, okay, you, you're on the right track still. Mm-hmm. Uh, sat parked on that occasion, kicked back, didn't want to get run past. She's not quite in the same class as her stable mate, uh, I'm Ready Jet, but she's pretty progressive, Hopeful Beauty. And you just think in 12 months' time, she's going to be in good races. I mean, this is a good race, but it could be in better races than this even. So I've got her in for third. I think one of the two will run second if you want to play exotics here, which you'll probably have to with I'm Ready Jet at $1.35. And Monaro Maro, it, I, I just get the feeling Monaro Maro, that first up run made me think maybe three runs and, and she'll be back to her top. But critically, she might be able to blaze across here because she's got 
really good gate speed. We'll try and get through one more race quickly um, before we go to the hard out in about two minutes. The, the tab, long may we play, claiming pace. Major role, it's actually hard to read the form, isn't it? So you, these high-priced claimers, the ones that are going around there regularly, then you've got major roles and interloper. And normally you'd say, oh, he'll just kill them, which I am actually. But uh, it, it's hard to read how much better that form is now with these high-priced claimers. I think he'll have to sit parked again. He seems to always have to do that, but I think he'll win the race. No, I'm against you here. Really? Yep, yep. I'm uh, going... Oh, you're a bandit, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> with, I'm, I'm on the bandit train. Um, I remember Metrospective, yes. <laughs> I think, um, look, I think Aussie Battler gets across, hashtag, and then probably over the, the 2240 hands up to Jellyby Bandit. So hmm. I think he'll probably be in front, and I really liked his first up run. He was sort of, he was gone, but he just kept fighting and um, was coming again on the line. So really like that first up run from a long, long break. Think he should be better for that, and uh, if he can find the top and major roles outside him, I think he can uh, can beat major role. Who done a, a ton of work last time out. Got a little bit tired, but I think had every right to, and um, shouldn't have a repeat of that this week. Yes, he will be parked, I think, but um, you know he's been racing super. Always fast, uh, it put in a much better run last time out, or his past couple actually, um, so he goes in next, and Bernie Winkle, again, going really well in town, no luck when he was held up for a run last time, and if there is speed on, he will be the one um, running on, I think, but it's it's a really even field, hashtag and even run a place, that's how open it is, but three, six, four, five. I can hear that hard out music. I feel like I'm on the Oscars stage again, and they're telling me to get off, so I might go through my numbers for the claiming pace when we return for... Well, the second hour, it's only half an hour to start now, but from 11 o'clock, I'll tell you what I like in race four. And I might just test Nikita Ross and say, ask her, do you think that Yorkshire is a better horse than Major Roll? Stick with us. We're coming back, and hopefully Geordie can help us out and give us something we can get in a music quiz. You are listening to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. We'll be back very shortly. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Waiting on, waiting on the world? Uh, no, wa- waiting on the world to change. I'll, I'll, world to change. I'll pay you that. But if, you get the, if you get the artist, I'll give you it. It's oh. John Mayer. Oh, bon. It was oh, sh- all right. I'm, I'm giving it to Skeech. It's close enough. Yes. I just hadn't finished the sentence. Exactly. So I'll, one nil Nikita. You, you cut in. <laughs> He's not I, I think I'm being benevolent here. But anyway, race for the claimer. Uh, there's a the question. So Jillyby Bandit gets beaten by Yorkshire. Is Major Roll a better horse than Yorkshire? Uh, just. Yeah. N- I just said to, to you in the in off air, there's nothing between them, I don't think. Not much between well, them. Well, Major Roll has finished top four in three country cups recently. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if Yorkshire could do that. Um, so I, I'm with Major Roll confidently. I think, it, I, I think Jillyby Bandit was really good, very brave first up from a break, but it wasn't the Jillyby Bandit that ran third in the Lensmith Mile. He, he was grinding and he, 
he, it was strong and brave, but the acceleration wasn't there. I, I feel like with the race fitness, um, as long as that brutal, merciless last start run where I had a fair bet on major role and everything went wrong, uh, as long as that hasn't affected him, I think he'll, he'll do what mostly happens in claimers where good horses drop down into claimers and they generally win. So I'm going 6-3, Jilby Bandit for second. I, I agree with your map. I think that Aussie Butler gets across and then hands up to Bandit, the Bandito. And then uh, third, Bernie Winkle and fourth, always fast. There is a chance that Major Roll will, and Jilby Bandit will go to war and one of the other two can win. So if you're playing early quarties, I think I'd have three and six. Well, I'd have six only, really, and then maybe three, four, and five in a stagger. Let's get to the first leg of the quarter. Now, you messaged me when you were doing the form, and uh, I won't I, I won't say exactly what I you said. said but I said this is a very tricky race. Yes, bond. yeah. Um, froth, right. Uh, who's gonna, what is the map? I thought all shook up was a chance of maybe blazing across, but brevity's going to end up in a good position one way or the other from the pole marking draw. Uh, spoiler alert, I ultimately went with Radius. I think he could be behind the leader, and I think it'd be three poles at worst, and I think it's, even though his figure form line's ordinary, he's going okay, and he's he's probably better than these uh, when he's right, apart from maybe Dad. I don't know what quite to make of Dad and Dave either, so tough race. What did you come up with? It is, and there's mixed form lines, isn't there? Some going well in easier races, others going okay up in grades, so it's trying to find that form line that stands out and I've gone with Dad and Dave who comes out of a much stronger race where he hung tough and uh, he sat parked on that occasion was only beaten eight metres against your horse Dennis William and Mona Mia who's going super so I think if the tempo slackens Kate will be off and uh, around them and I just think he he might be a little bit better third up from a break so he just ticks a couple of boxes in yeah what is a a very tricky race to assess. Reactor Factor sat outside Kimball last time out and got pretty keen, was comfortably beaten in the end, but um, held on to third. Herb jumps on here, so goes in for second. Radius, I agree, um, probably three pegs at worst, you would think, um, but ha- has been going much better than its figure former on reads and deserves to, to break through. And Brevity should get a lovely trip. was a long way back and ran on well last time in a stronger race, so he's uh, not without an each-way chance either. 10-9-8-1. I'm going eight, five, one, and ten. So I think there's two. Well, there's about eight different scenarios, but I think there's two uh, predominant likely scenarios. One is that Brevity leads and holds the lead, and the other one is that all shook up, blazes across. Geordie Leadham driving. I think so. He's a good. He's a good young driver, good gate driver. I think they'll have a crack. I like all shook up as a horse, um, but ultimately, I think yeah, Rady is behind leader. Three poles at worst. Good horse. They run along a little bit early. Dad and Dave maybe moves around to the breeze, puts some mid-race pressure on, and um, and I think Radius is narrowly the one to beat in a very open race overall. Shook up. I think if he leads, he's the one to beat. Um, I think he's an underrated horse. Brevity in for third. Like I say, he's going to get the good run one way or t'other. And Dad and Dave has been in stronger races, but I just don't know how well he's going. Um, we don't have Andy Gath on burning questions, obviously, this week because we're up at Tab Corp Park Manangle. We'll be doing our burning questions with Jack Trainer and the candy man Greg Sugars, uh, talking about Triple Eight and um, and also Bell Rush and a number of other horses. But I thought Reactor Factor was the other winning chance. I settled on the numbers eight, five, one, and ten in the first leg of the quaddy. Gordon Rothke Memorial Championship final is probably. Well, it is the highlight race. It's the most anticipated race of the night, and there's this big conundrum we've got to deal with. Mm. Spring any step, you know my theory. If they're first up from a break and they go like Lazarus, I always get concerned. Um, if he replicates the performance from first up, he can't get better. It was sickeningly monstrous what he did. Three wide the trip, 
and just kept going. If he's actually bounced off that and can improve, God forbid, they definitely can't beat him. If he goes just as well, they probably can't beat him. But there is one here at odds. Uh, I think we, you think more the place, and I think an each way prospect. Yeah, that's right, Bon. Um, yeah, look, I think he's bringing his step was yeah. You out got of this you got properly seduced, didn't you? You're, 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 um... <laughs> I was. Uh, well, he was just out of this world good. He he shouldn't have been able to do what he did. Uh, Tom, I think his his name is. They they call him at home. So Tom. Tom was. Um... It's not much of a name. Oh, sorry, Tara. No, it's a, he's yeah, it's a good um... horse named Tom. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, it is always that slight concern after a tough run like that, first up from a break. But if he can go anything close to that, he should be winning this. Uh, it just leaves that fraction of doubt. But look, I'm still with him. I think he can get the job done. Um, Valachi is the one that you spoke about. Draws to probably be behind the leader at worst case three pegs, you'd think, and has been closing off his race as super. I think we were both on it at a good price last time and we're pretty confident in the in the run that uh, Spring and his step was able to hold on. So uh, I think he can definitely run a place from there and uh, he was good a, a good price earlier in the week. I think it has shortened a little bit. Jellaby Fernando has good gate speed, could be in front or depending, may take a seat if Spring and his step really puts the pressure on, but um, they, have, they do like to lead on him. So he'll be right there in the action. And so what is another one racing in terrific form? Back row makes things a little bit tricky. She's had to do that a fair bit lately, but she'll be running on once again. Three eight one eleven. Three eight eleven and one. Uh, I'm with Spring and his step. Like I say, it wouldn't shock me if he if he was flattened by that first up run. Ideally, I mean, it's week into week here. If it was if he had another week off, you'd think well he could recover from it. And who knows? Maybe he'll just bounce off. They've said he was he's been a good horse for for a fair while. We remember that interview with uh, Leroy Sutton suggesting that he's. Um, you know, in the same ilk as your Santa Casa Beaches when he was going great, and Sonny Weaver, who, of course, is uh, doing wonderful things in the United States at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I've got him on top. I think you'll have to do it the hard way. I'm pretty sure Julie B. Fernando will lead. So do you, do you like, I don't think Harry Evans, Harry Evans is the only one with the speed to have a real crack, but Julie B. Fernando's equally quick from yeah. the pole mark and draw. Yeah. I and don't... I don't think over 17.20 he'd hand up to spring in his step. Probably not. No. no, I think the the most likely scenario is yeah, Jelly Fernando holds holds the top. I don't think I think there's a bit more speed inside Harry Evans this week. Slight concern here is if Harry Evans does have a genuine crack and they break up the field, Valachi's going to have to be, you know, encouraged to hold the spot in behind the leader. But was fourteen dollars? I marked him four fifty. I thought he was the clear, present, obvious danger here. Jelly Fernando, with all due respect, nice horse, but he's sort of in that zone at the moment in these sort of races where one will get past him probably and uh, the one that's most likely to do that in most races is the one sitting right behind you and he's a good horse for Larchie. The only thing about him is he's not really a snap speed horse that's my little concern that he's going to have to he needs some pressure but hopefully that will come from springing his step in the breeze so what can definitely win the race if they overdo it um, class mare flying uh, the sectionals are excellent and um, definitely can win but, but does need that Probably the first two quarters to, to both be like a maybe a, a 28 into a 29, and then you'd be thinking, well, so what can win the race? And Gillibee Fernando in for fourth. Harry Ovens, if it flies forward um, and even doesn't get the lead and then gets cover from springing his step, 
it was a really good run last start after flying the gate and got held up a little bit. Um, it was, I think he's a bit of a knockout hope as well. But if Spring and his step can improve somehow from that amazing first up performance, he won't get beaten. 3, 8, 11 and 1. My numbers in the Gordon Rothkin Memorial Championship final at Group 3 level time for another break here on the Friday form panel when we come back. Two more races to go through at Vicarna's headquarters and we'll chat to Moose side bottom. And then Skeeter and I will give you our thoughts on the two Inter-Dominion deciders to be staged right here at Tabcorp Park, Menangle, tomorrow night. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. 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 Yes. You can turn it down. Yeah. Do you know it? (laughs) Yes, hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Is that push the button? It is push the button. Yeah. yeah. Sugar babes. Yeah. What do we do for the Phoenix sweeps? <laughs> I've heard oh, really? it a thousand times because we, we say push the button when we're doing those 1%. Um, 15 all. Fifth. We're playing tennis now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm on serve. Right. Penultimate race in the program. <laughs> what a cracker tune. Push the ready. Boy, you got to. All right. Uh, Blue Chip Delight is a very frustrating animal. Uh, doesn't seem to like leading these days and gets the pole mark and draw, has a bit of gate speed, 1,720 metre trip. You think they're going to be obliged to probably try and hold the top? I don't know whether... I, I don't think Ideal Some Magic on speed these days can probably get across him, and I don't, I don't think anybody else can. I'm going to give him one more chance, Skeeter. What about you? Uh, no. No, I'm not. Um, he, I don't blame you. <laughs> he can absolutely win. Look, oh, I think... you. Potentially being a fraction harsh on him, maybe. No. Nope. But no, I just think he's he's up in grade a bit. And um, I was so taken by Tango and with Sierra's run last time. I thought she was really good after sustaining a long run from the back. Look, she's going to have to be good this week. Wide front row draw over the short. So it's not going to be easy. But uh, I think off the back of that run... Um, in a, in a strong race, she's a, a great chance. So I've, I'm with her. Ahead of Blue Chip Delight, who, as I mentioned, sort of steps up in grade a bit here. First run for a few weeks, but should be pretty forward. I don't think he would have lost um, much fitness. And he did uh, have a trial there not, that wasn't too bad at Shepparton. So he should be forward enough and ready to go, but um, can absolutely win. But, yeah, I just think Tango and Wissier is probably the, the better horse at this stage. Um, I do some magic racing consistently and finds an even race here, goes in for third. And uh, Huli Nien, uh, first up, but was flying last campaign, all bar that, um, that last run, which I think every man and his dog was um, was on him and uh, he was fairly poor. But mm. if he's anywhere close to his best, I think he can be finishing into first falls as well. Seven, one, five, two. Uh, I'm going one, seven, five and eight. So he's a good horse, Blue Chip Delight. I, I don't know whether... I think he switches off a little bit in front. There is the option here of over 1,720 metres, I believe, letting Ideal some Magic past and saying we'll try and out sprint you and hoping the tank going with Sierra goes to the breeze puts a little bit of pressure on but ultimately I think I mean the trial wasn't it's not like it was breathtaking but he beat Boots Electric um, and uh, the stable like I think I think Russell's who, I will say who I think was under a fair hold though oh like, yeah like like I say I don't think it was no I, I, you, didn't, you didn't look at the trial and just go I'd, you know it's just going to win first up but um, I thought it was Impressive enough that 1720, you know, if you're a good horse over 1720 at Melton and you've got the lead and you can dictate, 
it's very hard. Uh, it's very hard to beat you. So he won't get another chance anytime soon from me if he doesn't win here. But I've got him on top. You know what tangering with Sierra's short course record is? It's very good. Ten starts for nine wins in a second. So she loves the sprint. I still remember the night out at Melton. Uh, it was actually right around when uh, her former trainer, Gary Hoban, uh, passed and free wide the trip and still found a way to win, beat the Pantheist and delightful jazz good horses. So um, she's come back in great order now for new trainer, Adam Kelly. Uh, that, that draw is just, it's always very difficult to overcome and I think she's going to have to do some work, but she can win. I've just got blue chips a lot narrowly in front of her. Ideals are magic. Uh... He actually was pretty good last night. It's got a duck egg next to his name, but he was actually not too bad. And uh, he's got good gate speed. He doesn't have the gate speed that he had as a younger horse, I don't think, anymore. So I don't think he can blaze across. But even if he rolls forward and gets cover 1-1, this is a nice type of race for him. I mean, he's been right up there around the free-for-all level, and this is only an up to 99. So he's got to be in the mix. I think that's probably where the race ends. I've got Brolo's pass in for fourth purely because I think Blue Chip Delight might hold the lead. He was gasping for air, stepping up so quickly in grade second up from a break. But we know he's a really good horse. And I think if he gets that suck run and uh, there's not a lot of pressure on, then he, he will be able to sprint a lot better than he did in that uh, brutally run race last time out. So uh, one, seven, five, and 8, my numbers in the Keelanith Primary School pace. Hope the kid's doing well. Race 8, the Chattered and Lacework pace. Uh, they often save the hardest race for last, and I reckon this is probably the toughest on the card. Apart from, and with all due respect, apart from AJ Breezy Rose, who is a nice horse, the rest of them are all have all been gentle. They're quality animals, real quality animals, but not many of them are going as well as they can. One horse that is, and you look at his figure form on Jean Luc, and it says seven five nine five six. But he's the one that he and probably Would You Mind are the ones that you can sort of say, well, they're going well enough. So I've got those two on top, but it wouldn't surprise me. I've got. At least six winning chances. Yeah, it's very, very open, isn't it? Um, speed map again is probably yeah, it could go a number of ways, but um, I think if you could be really confident about the map, it would help. But I tend to think John Luke probably can get across at the start, and I think if he does, look, it helps his chances massively. Arg, you know, doesn't begin all that well, so. Um, yeah, if he finds the top, I, I kind of thought we might get a bit of a price for John Luke, but he's. Equal favourite, I think he's four dollars or thereabouts. So Toby tipped him, not backing him then. Yeah, no, he was he was shorter. I thought he might be even. A, they might throw him up sort of an each way price, but uh, that's not to be the case. So look, I've settled with Would You Mind, who, as we know, has been a tricky horse to follow, but he did look back to something like his best version of himself last Saturday night. He's versatile. We saw that on the weekend where he was able to sit parked and uh, and win the race. So. Um, he can do that. He's quick. So uh, I think he might be going the best out of the horses in this race. So he goes on top ahead of Jean-Luc, who, as you mentioned, Bon, has been racing really well uh, without luck. So if he can get to the pegs, I think he can definitely run a race. Iconic Major had excuses last time out. It's been a fraction hit and miss throughout his career, but uh, he's going better than his figure form line reads. And Arg was checked and broke at the start, which um, did seem to, to cost him. After that, he was probably... Okay, but um, I thought he would benefit from that run last week too. So second up, he can be running into first fours. I think eight, four, nine, and three. Uh, I'm going four, eight, nine, and four. I think Zoliver will lead mm-hmm. and uh, and hold the top he here. Was, they backed him. He was backed last time, and yep. And he he, he actually wasn't bad. I went back the first look. I thought, oh well, you know, that wasn't on on the money. But when I went back 
it actually wasn't a bad run. Um, and we know Zoliver's a pretty good horse when he's right. I mean, he ran third to Melton Plate. Yeah, uh, at his best, he's... He's right. He's, yeah. He can lead and win this race um, beautifully, beautifully bred, as we know as well. Um, yeah, you just go through the list. Arg was like, got skittled at the start. Didn't run on really well first up from break. I actually tipped him on top and he just was never in the race, but he's too good a horse to leave out. Jean Luc, I'm tipping Jean Luc on top, but like I say, I would need. I don't know. I've marked him three fifty. I'd need nearly double that to have a bet, because he he does need luck at his races. He's not like he's going to come out there and just turn it on and beat him. So um, he's on top. Would you mind? I don't think even in that win last start. I don't think it's the would you mind that I believe in. I I've asked Jack Law about this in the past. I reckon would you mind on ability is not that far off Torrid Saint. I I think he's a really good horse, but he's he's got some gate issues. He's got some. I think a couple of psychological issues. Um, the very best of would you mind? Maybe that'll give him the confidence. We we know uh, that's something that's often spoken about. Dan Malecki, a big believer that get, getting past the post first gives you a bit of confidence. So I've got him as the major danger. Iconic major, not quite in the blue chip delight uh, basket yet, but a bit of last chance saloon at least for now because I've sort of I've pumped his tyres a bit the last couple of starts. He's never been in the races, but um, he doesn't seem to be going as well as he was. Uh, and it rings in my ear what Andy Gath said about Eureka. They were very keen that Eureka. He was very keen that Eureka could run a big race second up. It like something had to have been wrong. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the follow up report, but he just was too bad to be true. And um, Andy's you know normally spot on the money when he thinks that they're going to go well. And the fact that he's turned up again here, he might just breeze and crush them. Who yeah. knows? Uh, other winning chances are, and also Zoliver, but I've settled on the numbers four, eight, nine, and five. I'll tell you what, I'm going to very much struggle to find a best bet here, so I'm, I'll hand it over to you first, Skeeter. Oh, I knew you were going to, I started scrolling through because I thought you were going to ask me, and um, <sighs> look. What's major role pay? Uh, I don't think it was favourite. I'm pretty sure. You are absolutely No, shitty. I'm pretty sure Bandit's favourite. You're joking. Um, okay, my best bet is race four, number six, major roll. Okay. You're kidding. No, I'll, uh, I will confirm. Just uh, one momento. Un momento, por favor. Uh, 2.25. Yeah, thank you. Two, that's my best. 2.10 for Bandit. That's that's incorrect. Um, look, I think Judy Bound gets his chance to win. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, he's short enough. That's where we're at. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll we'll go with him. Um, Adele, the place I, I do like as well because yeah, I, I was really impressed, and I think she's got plenty more wins in her as well. So if you can get sort of around the three dollar mark, uh, yeah, I think she can be running second to I'm Ready Jet. What's uh, what's Valachi coming to? Nine. I saw it was nine dollars on one of the wagering service providers after opening fourteen. Uh, nine fifty and two thirty. Yeah, you bugger. Why doesn't the pay come in earlier sometimes? It is precipitous here. Let me tell you, it is like a suburban. They've got the sprinklers on, just in case there's not enough rain. Interesting. Um, they're being very welcoming. They've been great to us here at Tabcorp Park when Angle stuff. They want to put the sprinklers. They can do whatever the hell they want because. David Wanson and um, and Amanda Rando and everyone have been terrific here. We're set up in the media room. It's a beautiful uh, – it's, in fact, the best spot in the house, really. We're right on the finish post here at Tabcor Park, Benangle, and um, – Luckily, we're inside, though, because it is bucketing. 
It's bucketing, and uh, it's also, there's also uh, thunder and lightning, very, very frightening. And certainly Tim O'Connor and I know a little bit about precipitation after going for a little bit of a walk last night and turned up like we're in a wet T-shirt contest by the time yeah, we well, go out to the Catholic we, Club. We actually haven't, um, before we go to the news, we might just touch on the, the road trip that you two, it was obviously a big trip. Um, we couldn't find a pie to save ourselves, I'll be honest with you, which was a shame. But uh, yeah, you probably, you've got a lot of uh, anticipation, obviously, obviously when, you, when you're going on a big adventure like that, and you think that it won't, the, the trip won't take too long, and then... I mean, I wasn't even driving. I was just in the passenger seat. But after sort of seven hours, you're, you're realising it's a pretty long trip. Uh, fortunately, the music was pumping. Uh, we were staying within the speed limit, but sort of um, uh, pretending to race against some big trucks on the way. And um, I, just felt I might like have that had one or two on the way up as well in the passenger seat. You were maybe just imagining the finish line was a little bit closer because I spoke to you maybe about 5.30 and you said we're about an hour away. I don't know about that. And then I, I really think you're about three hours, all right. Oh, I am a pathological liar as well. <laughs> uh, you know, but you, you actually you actually tell yourself you got to tell yourself a few little stories when you're on a trip like that. But um, the key really was at the finish. Uh, I was controlling the music most of the time, and I throw on uh, "Kiss Me" from Sixpence and Under Richer from Dawson's Creek, and all of a sudden Tim O'Connor just he lifted. He was I actually thought there's a chance he's going to fall asleep here, and then we. we we're going to uh, we're going to have an accident, but he lifted and we uh, we got to the line. But that was only the start of our troubles, obviously, because we thought we were meeting you uh, at that Catholic club, and in fact, you'd come to the country club here at Club Menangle. And then by the time we hopped in a cab, we had to tell him to turn around because you said 15 minutes last drinks. Then we went to the wrong RSL. Then we walked through the rain to get to the Catholic Club. And by the time we got there, well, we still had a nice night with uh, Brittany Graham was out there, obviously, and uh, young Luke Whitaker, who's going to work for her and. Uh, it was nice just to be able to sit back and relax with our sodden shirts on. We'll go to the news, find out what's happening. Well, we've told you what's happening in our lives. We better find out what's happening in the broader society. And when we come back, we'll have Mitch Sidebottom on the line. He'll give us some thoughts on the Inter-Dominion finals and also give us some winners for tonight. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Jason. Come as you are? Yes. Come as you are. Come on, Bon! He's charging inch by inch. He's getting to them. Ah, Bonington, you did it! Tight photo, wings! What a riff. Do we have Moo in the line, Jordy? Uh, not yet. Uh, okay. All right. Um, Hold tight maybe, uh, yeah, we'll just have a little chat amongst ourselves while you get uh, the Moon Man up on the line. Where are we racing tonight? Uh, Bendigo. It's the um, Lang Night, Lang Trotters. Night. Oh, terrific! Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this the second or third? Second. Second. Yeah. Yep, so you can't tell. The pandemic has created a time vacuum. We're in a black hole. There, are, no light can escape over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, some really good. Uh, yeah, like there's the. Just trying to think, but yeah, some really good two and three year old trotters engaged. The Gavin Lang and the Graham Lang, yeah, the, yes, the, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who won last year. Maybe Utopia or something. Like that. Okay, that would have been Ursula. Um, Set the track record, I think, from memory. Yeah, was it for, for her age group? Tim O'Connor's sort of wincing at that. He doesn't really want to commit, but he's sort of he's giving you that half nod when you just want to agree. Like, yeah, sure, yeah, that sounds fine. 
Uh, that's what he said when he picked up the wrong coffee today. He's like, yeah, that'll do. Uh, I'll take the cappuccino with three sugars rather than the latte that I, uh, that I ordered that some lady just swept up and got before me. Um, how are we going with Moo there, Geordie? He's ready. Moo Man! What's, what's going on, mate? I mean, I spoke about some of the music we played on the way up, but um, I, I, I did enjoy when we chucked some Ed Sheeran on because oh, that's, that, that's Mitch Cybertum's favourite genre of music. Um, I don't know if he could have taken us all the way to Me- from Melbourne to Sydney, as you suggested, but um, have you ever done the drive from Melbourne to Sydney or Sydney to Melbourne? No, I haven't, because I'm located by, well, almost smack bang in between, a bit closer to Melbourne, but um, it's either one way or the other, so usually just go to Melbourne, a few hours, uh, two and a half hour trip, so. I, I think, yeah, you're a fair bit closer to, to Melbourne than Sydney, Marie. I am. I am. <laughs> I wouldn't. You said you're in the middle. I, I, I think you. Hey, I didn't know this move's moved to Albury. Uh, it's still not in the middle. There's some good races. <laughs> there's some good races tonight at Bendigo. Moo, uh, are you confident? Have you got some that we can play? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Um, All right. The, on the trotting card tonight. So, Cresco Mojito in race one. Um not the best trotter in the race, but I think it's a certain leader over the short at Bendigo. So it's going to take some beating just based on that. Herb jumps on. Um, $9.260, I'd be going place heavy. Um, yeah, it won't surprise me if there's sort of one or two that run past it at the end. Um, but I think it holds on for a place at a minimum. Uh, then we'll go to race three, number five. Really like this trotter, Golden Sunset. Mm. Uh, down in class today. Hit the line okay. Um, she seemed to be a little bit soft on it uh, around in the turn last start. But, yeah, once, once it straightened up, it got to the line pretty good. Um, as I said, drops in class. Can come with one run today and blow them away, I think. Golden Sunset at $3.20. She went enormous, enormous in the... Uh, Vic bred three-year-old trotting fillies a heat of it, I reckon, and then obviously ran fourth in the final. So she's pretty high quality, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. She put in some really good runs um, late late last year. So um, if we see the best of her tonight, she'll be winning, no doubt. Next? Next is race 10, number six, uh, Tequila Bree. This trot is absolutely flying. Um, it was a super run last start. Um, if it didn't, if it didn't uh, pace and break, it, it would have uh, would have pissed in. So let's hope let's hope it does everything right tonight. Trial well, so tick that off the list. And uh, yeah, if it, if it trots, I think it wins Tequila Bree, and I'll make it the best of the night. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I love that you gr- you're growing confidence as a media presenter now. You feel you can say pissed in on the radio. I, I think that that's part of an evolution. So you've, you've taken it next level there uh, when the horses are pissing in. Um, it was pissing down here a moment ago. That's enough, I think, with the urination. Um, talk to us. I, I don't know. Are you the kind of – because, you, you, I mean, this is your living and this is how you, uh, this is how you make your cabbage. Do you, I know you're a harness racing lover, but when it comes to – something like the Inter-Dominion finals here at Dabcourt Parkman Angle tomorrow night, is it something that you sort of just look at a little bit remotely and you, and you don't put too much time and effort into because it's not the real punting hitting zone or will you be having a genuine crack? 
Um, I'll be turning in, uh, but I won't be. I won't be punting heavily because, as you say, it's not. It's not where I make all my money. Um, I'm a uh, Sunday restricted man as a rule. I think it's when the form's this exposed, there's less errors in the market. Mm. So I'll be sitting back having a few beers and enjoying a brilliant night's racing. But I'll, I will say one thing: I've, I've actually had an early bet on Maori Law in the um, in the Trotters into Dom, and got uh, twenty one and six. So I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll be keen to watch that one for sure. Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, on the pacing final. It, it, there's all this conjecture about expensive ego and getting buried and all the rest of it. I, I I'll be honest with you. I think there's a fair bit of theatre to it. Like I I can't see him getting buried, even if he does get crossed by Bonsell Benjamin. It, it would it would honestly stagger me if Sal Moran didn't find a way off the inside. I agree with you, um, and I, I think. Sometimes, sometimes you get scared because he, you know that he hasn't got the speed to lead. But a driver like David Moran will get off a lot more often than he doesn't. So I think he's just got to get off before King of Swing gets around. Um, I think that is the the key to the race for him, and I think that will happen. But. After that, what happens, I'm not too sure. I think it'll be a cracker of a race between those two horses. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be like, it's it's incredible the way opinions to fight it. There's been a big move for King of Swing, and um, he, he's the one with the score on the board. But I, I just think Expensive Ego's going better personally through this series, but it's going to be one hell of a race. And I'll tell you what, if he does get incarcerated, can, like, can you, can you see... An upset is can anyone beat those top two, or will it definitely be one of those top two that win? Uh, I don't. Th- I can't see them going to war on each other. So I'd I'd be very very shocked to see an upset. Yeah. Okay. So the bet on triple. I'll, I'll see if I can get the money back. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cancel it. I'll cancel it six days later. I'm sure that I'm sure they'll be happy to give me my money back. Hey, Moo. Um, enjoy. Um, take a little look at the map. And just realise where you are, and uh, you're not smack bang in the middle between Melbourne and Sydney, but we very much appreciate your thoughts, and we'll talk to you again next week. And enjoy viewing the Inter-Dominion finals tomorrow with a couple of frothies. Yes, I will do, Bon. Enjoy your time in Sydney. There's no doubt I will. I know how to enjoy myself. Let's go for a break here on the Friday form panel. I'm leading 2-1 in the music quiz. We're through the Tabcorp Park Melton card, and now we're going to talk about the two Inter-Dominion final staged here at Tabcorp Park, Menangle, tomorrow night. Stick with us on SEN Track. This is the Friday Form Panel. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. I know it. Chimiroquai. I'm going to have to wait. I hate Jamiroquai, so I've got to wait. Oh. Uh, hey, Jamiroquai. <laughs> like, honestly, I'd chin him if I saw him on the street, JK. <laughs> I hate this music. <laughs> uh, wait, just waiting for the chorus here. Just going to wait for the... Hey. Okay. Nikita. Oh, Nikita. I don't know. Crazy world. 
No, no. <laughs> keep playing it. Keep playing it. <laughs> I've been left 30 metres in front here. He's already said it. He said the hit. Kisses? No. What is it? Virtual Insanity. I'm glad we sat through that entire song. Oh. <laughs> How about the sour grapes on this one? <laughs> 2 1. I win. End of story. Move forward. Um, we need some windscreen wipers on this window. It is. Buck- like, you cannot see outside. Don't want to t- so, this isn't a car? Um, so we won't get windscreen wipers for you. Imagine every window. You've just got windscreen wipers for every window in the world. Um, Skeeter changing the world one windscreen wiper at a time. Let's talk about the Inter-Dominion uh, grand finals. All of a sudden, this always happens with Inter-Dominions. Now, you have your great ones that are they're great from the very start. Now, there was one at, Tab- I think the first ever one at Tabcorp Parkman Angle was, I'll tell you what, it's nearly the biggest win I've ever seen. Blacks of Fate was three white... We, we didn't know at that point because the track had only just started. 2011, I reckon it was. You, you can't take off three wide down the back here at Menangle. Basically, you just you, it's, it's death. Yep. It, it, he just took off with Monkey King flush on his back and just kept going and won. That was his fourth Inter-Dominion, fourth Inter-Dominion win. He should have won five, of course, if, um, if things had gone the way they probably should have at the Gold Coast. Amazing horse. But um, this Inter-Dominion going into it, from a pacing perspective, but also from a trotting perspective, we looked at it and probably went, you know, it's not it's not the elite Inter-Dominion because of the pandemic and there hasn't been a lot of horse travel and all the rest, but the narratives have built, haven't they? So we've got a pacing final, which really is now a battle between the King and the Prince, we believe, King of Swing and his stable mate, Expensive Ego, and we've got the Dream Factory that is the trotting final where a miracle might occur here. Um, the penny drop story, that might come to fruition, but there's a number of horses that you would never have thought could win an Inter-Dominion final that are genuine, live, realistic hopes. We'll talk about the paces first. Uh, Moo agrees with me. It feels like this narrative about expensive ego getting buried, it feels like everyone's being paid to say it's going to happen. I just can't, I can't fathom any situation that it will. Look, yeah, I think you will get crossed, but I think... David Moran is the right driver to find a way to overcome that and to get off the fence. And I think there will be an opportunity for that. So I don't see him being buried three, four fence uh, and held up because I think Sal will just make sure he, he gets off the fence. And if he's off and he's, and if he's off early enough and in front of King of Swing, the lead's his. Yes, you would think so, especially over, over the 3,000. The, 3, I think uh, if Bonsell Benjamin finds the top, I think they would probably want to take cover. Same with Malcolm's Rhythm. They're the two that I think can probably get across. Um, so, yeah, they're probably going to to want to take a sit, I would I would assume. So, yeah. I just think he keeps in front. I've flipped and flopped all week, but I think Expensive Ego keeps in front of King of Swing and that's his, that's a huge advantage. So, yeah. because he's just been so good throughout all the heats. So, um, look, he goes on top for me, ahead of King of Swing, who, huge respect. He's been building throughout the series and he does look like he's set up perfectly for the final um, he's just going to have to do some work at some stage, work around, sit parked. Small chance, I think, he finds the top. But, um, yeah, I don't think 
uh, yeah, as Moose said, they're going to go to war on each other. So, um, yeah, I think he's an absolute, you know, winning chance. He has to be. We know what uh, what quality of horse he is. Triple Eight goes in for third. He's had a super series, never been too far away, and I think Greg can find a forward enough position. We know he hasn't got great gate speed, but I still think he can be in the running line and uh, not doing too much work and just coming with that one run. And he's been closing off his races uh, really, really well. And I've got Max Light for fourth. Had his chance when leading last time, I thought, but uh, his first two runs in the heats where he was coming from the back were really good. He's going to have to do that again here, so I think he can be running on at the finish. So I'm going with expensive ego, just one eleven for ten. Uh, I'm I'm strongly with expensive ego. Look, if King of the Swing comes out, it's going to be interesting how much it rains. This is not like the, the camber here is not huge. You think the drainage is going to be fine, but. You just wonder, it's 3,000 metres, if it's a little bit wet, um, a lot of things get wet, apparently, um, including technological devices sometimes. Um, uh, yes. So, if it gets even wetter, it al- does it almost become, it might even become a, a more gruelling staying test. Uh, expensive ego, you know, most of these horses haven't been exposed too much to that kind of race, but... As um, Moo rightly said, if expensive egos up there in King of Sweden, they're not going to they're not going to tear at each other. The only way the only way this race can turn be flipped on its head is if expensive ego does get crossed, finds it hard to get around. Maybe Bonsell Benjamin says there's no lead. King of Swing stuck three wide for a while, you know, and and some some. Unusual, unexpected things happen, but that does happen in big races sometimes. Yeah. Uh, look, I wouldn't be completely shocked if they try and just lead all the way with Bonsell Benjamin. And think this is our opportunity. They'll get crushed and... if if they do. But uh, yes, but, but I, I wouldn't be entirely shocked. No, and that and and actually that scenario that's the scenario I'm hoping for because uh, I've backed Triple uh, Eight each way. Uh, a great friend of the show, Benjamin Cray, uh, told me to get off the gear when I said he, uh, he was my clear third pick. But Andy Gath got him as his third pick. You've got him as your third pick. So we all obviously have to go into rehab I, as soon as possible. I actually listened to uh, to you and Andy go through runner by runner yesterday on the flight. I needed a, a podcast yeah, at right. the time. And gee, it nearly Happy made me sick the, um, the amount of times that you two were in agreement. So was, I don't know what was going on there. Well, but. at the end of the day... <laughs> Great minds think alike, uh, and we know that. But I, I honestly, people will disagree with this, but I honestly think if you... Had a, I am arrogant, so it's fine. If you do your form properly, most people are going to agree on mo- most things. I don't I, I don't believe in this vast disagreement. I think if everyone's done the form properly, and uh, you know, you should, you, you, should, you, should, you should agree on most things. Yeah, you can have different opinions. Correct. Yeah. But most of the time... You, we haven't got different sets of eyes. You, you're looking at horses, horses that are going well, horses that are going poorly. You know, majestic man, tough monarch. We'll talk about the trotters. I'm with expensive ego over king of swing. Third pick is uh, triple eight, and I do think he can win the race. Crazy is that that may sound to some people. And spirit of St Louis in for fourth. The trotters. I'm going with the form. So I look at an Inter Dominion series and say the form's going to be the form's going to outweigh the class here, and. Uh, Weirdly, I'm going Pinkalars on top, Moly Law second, but I'm backing other horses because I think that nearly every horse can win. Kai Valley Chief have already had a bet on it. I'll have another bet on him. I think Just Believes got a really genuine chance from behind the leader now. And uh, I even thought that, you know, a lot of muscle was well on the race at double-figure odds. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, 
so many winning chances and so many great stories as well that can come out of this. So either way, I think it's going to be a, a, ter- a terrific result. Going with Pink Alars as well, she's, she just hasn't had much go her way throughout the whole series. She's been so consistent, but I think... Uh, Is she at her best? Uh, I don't think she's that far away. I don't think she's that far away. And I just think if Maddie can find a position and, and she doesn't have to do stacks of work and she can just be saved for that one run up the straight, I think she might just be able to out-sprint them. Penny Drops would absolutely be a fairy tale story. He's going to have to do it the tough way, but he absolutely can, and we know that he'll love the, the trip. So he can absolutely win the race. Mary Law has had a really good series, uh, so he goes in for third. And Majestical Man, I said to you before, he could come out and win because... I know he's been disappointing, but we know what a classy horse well, he is. Well, we can is, have different so. opinions. I, I don't think he can win. <laughs> so, look, six days, I know it's not long to, to find his best, but, you know, I just think at his best, we know how good he is. So he could run a, a bit of a race, but things would need to turn around from the series that he has. Um, so I've got him in for fourth. Seven, 12, six, two. I'll give you the gym. If the Inter-Dominion was on in the next 20 minutes... It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It is a pool out there. Like, it is bucketing down. In the words of Moose Sidebottom, it's pissing down. Well, it's pissing in. <laughs> that, 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 is, that word's been used a lot. That was radio, very, so. very... That's, that's incredibly... And again, I spoke about stayers. The Penny Drops might absolutely love this. He'll just be digging in. The worst bred horse in the country, about to win an Inter-Dominion final for Ray Harvey, and we're going to visit him very soon. We will. Bring that, your flippers. That's been the Friday form panel on the music quiz winner, as we know. Uh, we've been through Melton. We've been through Menangle. Uh, stick with us. Make sure you're taking all the coverage. We'll talk to Greg Sugars and also to Ray Harvey. We'll have those things uh, posted on digital as well as the burning questions. That's been the Friday form panel. Thanks for joining us on Trot Vision and also SEN Track, Inter-Dominion Grand Final, right here at Tabcorp Park, Menangle, tomorrow night.